Welcome to episode 63 of the Final Corner Podcast. 63, I know. I, Ro and Tom. We're going to be talking about... I know. Who's done more my than mind. Us? If you are, let us know. <laughs> so, yeah. Me, my mum. The cat, the dog. They've all got Spotify accounts. So, we're going to be speaking about the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix this past weekend. Brilliant new one by Sergio Perez. As you heard, I'm joined as always by Tom and by Nick. Welcome again. Hello. Hey. Did you enjoy the Saturday evening Grand Prix? Mm, nah. <laughs> enjoy is a strong, strong word. Yeah, there were moments, but not really. What I would would say is the off-board shots of like the trackside cameras of the cars flying through the corners is yes. incredible. The look. Well, it's going to be. Oh, is it an average speed of like 155 miles an hour or something up there? And. You're right. I'm with you there. Me and Lisa are both watching it, and from above, it's a it's a spectacle. Yeah. But for that alone, maybe the track deserves a spot on the calendar. But I'm not a huge fan of it. We can go into that later, I guess. Yeah. I think I don't think it's a good racing track. I just think it's a it creates incidents. There's a difference. There's a distinction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although we didn't get many incidents but, this year. No one put. Mm. Uh, Mick Schumacher wasn't racing, <laughs> so. It was all relatively clean. We'll kick things off with qualifying then, and the big story at qualifying was obviously Max Verstappen not making it through past Q2 due to a drive shaft failure, which meant he started the race in fifth, which promised a little bit of spice, but someone immediately after went, he'll probably end up second or first, and I went, yeah, you're right. It's probably going to end up being yeah. second or first, given the pace of that car. Other little point in qualifying was Lando Norris binning it. <laughs> yeah. That was unfortunate. And so oh. innocuous. I don't understand how he touched that inside wall. Was it the final corner? It was, yeah. So yeah. Turn 27. Yeah, he just glances it, but then if you look carefully, it's uh, it's got a lot of toe in mm-hmm. on the left side. So, game over. Yeah. And just going back to Max, I, uh, I'm i not a betting person, so I didn't place it, but I was looking at odds for Max win because I just thought it's inevitable, even from there. Mm-hmm. Turned out not to be quite the case but finishing up in in second was yeah, it, it looked relatively straightforward yeah and with Lando I think it's because he's been getting his suspension parts from Team Hard ah! <laughs> six year old <laughs> arms <laughs> yeah nicked off a Vauxhall Corsa yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, everything <laughs> yes um, Wogan Sargent was a bit unlucky. He put in a good time that probably would have think got him into Q2, but he lost it because he crossed the pit entry with a wheel. Yeah, it wasn't even the pit entry. That's what they said, but it was after yeah. the pit entry. Yeah, it's a it was bit a of advertising section. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you see Hulkenberg did the same? Yeah, a tiny little cross of the line um, with one wheel. It wasn't, well, he didn't even cross the line. He ventured onto it. Mm. I just think, yeah, I don't see the point in that. Clearly, everyone else in the field, apart from Hulkenberg, was briefed on that and avoided it. Yeah. So there's an element mm-hmm. of you've got to, as a team, work better on that. But seems a rather superfluous call. Yeah. Because what advantages are from that and what danger is there? But I suppose they have to say, no, that's the line because then someone could go four wheels over to it and hit the wall or do something silly, right? What's that bit you can drive over in Interlagos in, the, in a video game, but not in real life? Oh, uh, yeah. It's similar to that, isn't it? But I noticed Hulkenberg went slightly across and his engineer was trying to describe it and he was like, uh, nope, I'm lost, no idea. 
Little shout though for Oscar Piastri. Mm. He managed to put it P9, so there was a bit of pace in that McLaren, despite Lando being in it and their eventual woes in the race. So there's 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 some positivity around McLaren, although everything just seems to fall down around them so far. Yeah. They're just waiting for Azerbaijan in this update, aren't they? Mm-hmm. But then, of course, everyone else will have updates as well. Uh, but there seems to be, a, from what they say, a more substantial change. But mm-hmm. I think it just goes back to what we were saying on the uh, first podcast for the Bahrain Grand Prix. Anyone who is outside of Red Bull, Ferrari, Aston Martin, Mercedes, the rest of those teams, you can get points and be up there, but you have to be millimetre perfect, not just yeah. with the racecraft, but with the car setup and the strategy. So... I don't want to jump ahead too much, but McLaren were sort of driving around at the back all weekend, but they were they probably didn't deserve that on pace. But it's just so close in that mm-hmm. backfield thing. Yeah. A- anybody could actually qualify in, uh, out of that lot into Q1. It's just on the day, whichever car or package or setup or driver suits that track. I think that's what, how it's going to play out throughout the year. Yeah, which is at least gives some interest throughout the grid. It's the main interest for me. Mm-hmm. Yep. So the front three... And qualifying was Perez, Leclerc and Alonso. Alonso ended up moving up to second with Russell in third as Charles Leclerc had a 10th place penalty due to, I think, his engine change, which dropped him down to 12. Russell smashed Hamilton, didn't he? Uh, again. Oh, did yes. he in Bahrain? I'd forgotten. I'm not sure about Bahrain. I've just been in general over the last year and a bit. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. Did you hear Hamilton after the race having a little dig at Russell? No, I didn't. I didn't hear it, but I saw the headline. Yeah, it was a small one. It was a small one. He said that they had to basically go 50-50 on the setup this weekend, which way they go. They both chose different ways. And mm. basically the point was uh, most of the time he gets it wrong. But this weekend he got it better than me and I could only match him. I couldn't beat him, which I thought was a little dig to him. Uh, you know, you don't get it wrong. But yeah, a sign of he tension. Might, he, he, might, he might get it wrong, but he still beats you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I did see something that Toto was saying that Hamilton chose this weird setup. I suppose they know they're not going to win the championship, so maybe they're playing this game of just throw anything at it, see what sticks. Could be wrong there. Yeah, I've, I've read about that Hamilton has some kind of issue with a fundamental design flaw of the car, apparently, which affects the rear of the car. And so he can't drive at 100%, is what they say. Oh, okay. Not sure how true that is, but... I would say a good driver could drive around it, but Hamilton has driven around a lot of things in some bad cars in his time, so... Yes. Have you seen the Conor Moore impersonation from oh, yes. the weekend? <laughs> Where <laughs> it's Toto saying we need the car to be faster, so and Lewis goes, I've got a great idea. Design a faster car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's <Reminds> genius. That. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, well, Joao qualified Bottas, and De Vries was out-qualified again by Sonoda. Just a couple of notable... Mm-hmm. Into Nissan battles worth mentioning there. On to the race then, and Alonso was our only hope, really. <laughs> an interesting race at the yep. front, and it got off to a great start. He took the lead into turn one inside, took the lead, held it, I think, for about four laps. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, then picks up a five second penalty for being out of position at the start, for being too far left in his grid box, which apparently is a penalty because it. Doesn't pick up the jump start system properly if you're not in the mm. box. 
which is very understandable. If those are the rules and it didn't fit in with the rules, then we've got to have a penalty. Uh, but I think, didn't you share a picture by Tom? I think he's an Alpine ambassador, esports content creator, who had a picture of the grid where at least two other cars behind the lines on the grid were also seemingly out of position and didn't get a penalty. So that seems a bit weird. Mm-hmm. The FIA weren't particularly brilliant this weekend. No. So I can understand them getting a penalty, but you know we've not got the clear camera angles of the car behind, but looking at the grid from like a front shot, it looks like there's at least two other cars that were in a similar position to Alonso's. If we were in a country that had F1 TV Pro, we probably would have been able to see that. But we don't, yes. so we can't, mm. unfortunately. So Alonso got a penalty, unfortunately. That's the second penalty of the kind in two weeks. Mm-hmm. After uh, Ocon's. There's uh, mm. other Ocon issues this weekend as well that we reared ahead. But we'll go back to the start. McLaren, both McLarens, I think, picked up front wing damage because they make their car out of paper mache. Yep. That's all through testing, they had bits of front wings coming off. And then here, it was like the slightest bit of touching with another car and they just they disintegrate. Did you see? It's the- a Haas problem from last year. Yeah, it just yeah. reminded me of Haas. Did you see the Biastri contact with an Alpine, wasn't it, I think? It almost mm-hmm. looked like wheel to wheel. I was very surprised that the actual wing got damaged, but it did. And Piastri said mm. he had no idea how it happened. Obviously, obviously, I hadn't seen the replay at that point. Crazy unfortunate then that Norris gets a bit in his front and that also damages his race. Yeah, so both McLarens, I think, painted in the first three laps. Mm. Yeah, that just ruined it for them. Mm-hmm. Joel, give him a shout out, a bit of praise for once. He pulled out an incredible move on Carlos Sainz on turn one. He managed to go around the outside of the banked turn 13. Yeah, oh, yeah, on the opening lap, yeah. Yeah, when I just saw Lancho going outside that corner, I just went, oh, he's going to be upside down soon. <laughs> <But laughs> yeah. He didn't. It was a great move. It, it was a move of the race for me, and uh, fair play to him. That was a, that was a brilliant overtake. Hmm. Easily the move of the race, and it reminded me a little bit, even though it's completely different, to the genius of Magnussen when he in, uh, overtook uh, Suzuka in a place you wouldn't normally see. And I don't mm. think I've seen an outside uh-huh. move around 13 maybe in Formula 2 someone might have done it but I suppose it's a good time to do it on the opening lap when there's no build up of rubber or less build up at that point I think maybe in the later in the race you might be that's a good point spearing off but lap 1 when the pressures are coming up is the time to do it and because it's slightly banked there's the opportunity there I don't know if he'd pre-planned it or not but it was fantastic yeah not on a back marker either on a Ferrari yeah I know if you were a science you'd be pretty gutted right Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's that's ruined your race at that point. Yeah, especially considering it was Lance Stroll. You probably got it. Yeah, it's these bionic limbs he seems to have now. I think. <laughs> yeah, he's he's fully healed. The, mm. the what is it? Um, the Robocop we've rebuilt him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what four? Perez takes in side lane into turn one and gets the lead despite having a big lock up. He Boo. keeps the position. Yeah. <laughs> it's too easy. Too easy. Mm. Yeah. I, I think we should ban DRS. Oh, me and Lisa were having that anyway. debate in, during the race. Because I was think I said mm. to her at that point, if there wasn't DRS, we might have had a more of a battle for the lead. Track position would be more important. But then what 
the counter argument to that is would have Max made so many overtakes and would it have been really boring if he was just driving around like what year was it when Alonso and Webber were fighting for the title and Vettel won it? 2011? Yeah. 10. 2010. I'll be dabbing. I know there was um Potentially DRS the then anyway, but yeah, yeah, the Petrov scenario. So yeah, I'm not sure. Well, my my personal view is yeah, get rid of it. But I get why it's there. Perez and I think for Stappen as well, they both were cutting a corner. Waiting yeah. a lap. And they both cut it a few times, but that was I a theme, wasn't it? it? Which corner was that? Twenty two into twenty three? I wasn't sure which one it was, but it certainly looked deliberate. It wasn't like, oh, the cars run a bit wide. It was. We're just not going to bother this lap. Yeah, I think it's twenty-two, <laughs> twenty-three, towards the end of the lap, which has been reprofiled for this year. Oh, slightly changed, hasn't it, with the curve and stuff? Mm-hmm. Um, well, we saw the two Red Bulls doing it later on in the race as well, right? Yeah, they just totally made up their own track on the same lap. Which I was like, oh, yes. you know, benefit the doubt. But then you just sort of think, mm, maybe not. There must is there something advantage to gain from that? Well, Perez then got fastest lap, and I was curious if it was on that lap, but I would assume uh, not. Just, yeah. Lap seven, Leclerc overtook Gasly as they're both falling behind Hamilton down the main straight. Hamilton's weaving on the straight and picks up a black and or a driving standard warning for it. I think Signs might have got one later as well. I don't know what the rules are on weaving on the straight anymore. No, it's not particularly clear, is it? No. Fully with uh, weaving to defend is dodgy but we know my thoughts on this <laughs> I mean, we know your actions on this <laughs> yeah I think it's fair game if it's a break or two when Leclerc had yeah. a dive though I thought he was going to get Hamilton in that one move mm. Mm. he did take him a couple of laps later pretty easily Hamilton didn't fight it mm-hmm. Hamilton was on the hard tyres to start with or everyone else I think was on the mediums apart from Leclerc who was soft yeah, which meant he got a lightning start off the yes off the grid. Went past several cars. Crazy first lap. Got caught behind one of the McLarens going slowly for a bit. But that was their approach there. Use the soft tire at the start to get track position and then pit it mm-hmm. before everyone else. Mm. Apart from a McLaren, of course. But, yeah, which may have worked. It may have been great. Mm. Except for lap 18. Lance Stroll gets told to pull off and... Again, another bit of praise. He parks it brilliantly behind the barrier. Yeah. But the FIA, FIA's cameras can't see where he parked the car and the transponder says he's on the track. Yeah, I've heard this. Yeah. That's wild. So presumably they don't have access to the TV cameras which showed him parked off the track, they, but they mm-hmm. decided to deploy the safety car. Well, I don't understand if that's the case, why they don't have a, one monitor in the room always that has the TV broadcast. Yeah. Should have TV broadcast. They should actually have almost every camera mm. on like a big wall, yeah. and they've got their own track CCTV, and they managed to not see them on all of that. They've shown race control in different places before, and it was it looks exactly like that. There's what feels like hundreds of screens in front of them. So yeah, I was a bit lost by that one. Yeah, it also meant that the, there was a window of opportunity then for the, all, everyone on the internet who doesn't like Max Verstappen to say, "Oh, it's rigged." Yeah. <laughs> And I, I actually t- tweeted about uh, was it 2008 uh, Singapore. Mm-hmm. I just went, oh, Alonso's not stopped yet. This will help him. He's penalty. Ah, the so, PK uh, incident. Yeah. Yes. Flavio Briatore, allegedly. It, it, yes. 
No, no, very much proven. Oh, yeah, I know, but... (laughs) (laughs) I think he's still banned. No, he's... Well, I don't... The the ban's been lifted, I believe, actually. Yeah, has it? In the last year or two. He still manages Alonso, right? Definitely did until recently. I'm not sure if he still does. Well, let's talk about something else while I do some on-the-fly research. (laughs) Live Google. (laughs) Live Google. So a safety car definitely helped Alonso because he could take his penalty without real incident. And mm-hmm. Verstappen managed to jump both the Ferraris by pitting during this period as well. Uh, Leclerc also lost out to Hamilton. He had a little moment with his race engineer. Uh, his race engineer told him far too late that to push between the two safety car lines, which you can do what you want between those. You just have to make the time up late in the lap. But if he had pushed during those sectors, he would have been out ahead of Hamilton. Which I don't think would have mattered because the Ferraris were just slow after the first pit stop. Yes. Yeah. But he's right to be annoyed that he wasn't told that. Mm, whether yeah. that made a difference or not, but yeah. There was quite a lot of that, actually. Um, Russell at one point, wasn't he? He was complaining that that's information I should have been told. Uh, it was prefaced with, mm. again. Yeah. <laughs> but then you hear drivers say, oh, stop talking. You know, so it's, yeah. it's in the moment, in the mood. It, it will flip-flop. Oh, You're just right. to a segue slightly as well. Did you watch the Sky coverage or the... No. Uh, oh, Sky. Nope. I was curious. It was interesting to see Bernie Collins on it, I thought. Oh, yeah, she was good. Just to get someone who's bang up to date with how F1 works and the tactics and everything. It was interesting. Yeah, someone that actually knows what they're talking about and not Ted Kravitz. Yes. <laughs> Oh, I, oh, it was, I feel like this. There was no Ted this weekend, so it was uh, it was Karun. Mm-hmm. I like Karun, but I didn't watch the Sky coverage this weekend to see if it was any good or not. Well, it was <laughs> swings and roundabouts because they had Bernie Collins, but they also had Nico Rosberg. So, oh. yes, she, I genuinely thought she was quite good. Mm. Um, she was uh, far more insightful than, also than Ted, just guessing constantly and speculating terrible jokes, spinning the yarn. Uh, yeah, or sh- yeah exactly. showing how things work with cheese. <laughs> Remember when he cracked the egg on top of the tire and it just fell off? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, he's trying to show how hot the tire was. He cracked the egg on it and the egg just fell off. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, to I'm me, uh, the the I watched Channel Four, and they've changed it up this year, slimmed mm. it down, and it is it's three commentators that are the same each race so far. So it's Alex, Jake, Jacks, Jakes, Jacks. And David Coltard and Jonathan Julian Palmer. Sorry, I went back thirty years. <laughs> and uh, it's it's. I think it's really good. It's fantastic. It's it's better now. Billy Munger does punditry. So that's which is better at mm-hmm. that, I think, than the commentary. And Matt Webber's not involved anymore. Which he made fantastic noises, but it wasn't actually articulate. Mm. And I've noticed again, second weekend in a row. If you watch the F1 YouTube channel, and I think it must be the F1 TV feed, it's those three. Yeah. You do it now. And I much prefer that. So um, I'm not saying it's perfect by any means, but I'm hoping that's throughout the year what remains to be the case. I think mm. the world feed's changed. I think I'll so. I mean, check whether the US feed has changed because they just took the Sky coverage previously yeah. and then with their own things on the top of it. I know Australia, it Sky Australia is still Sky, mm. uh, which is Fox Sports. So it might be when it's not on a... Murdoch Enterprise that it changes. <laughs> the sky's not Murdoch. 
Halo. I think Sky Goodness. was sold, wasn't it? <laughs> I think I think they so. were sold to Comcast. I think. Yeah, but I guess their team carried across. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, where were we? Flavio Briatore, safety car. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. According to the Sports Rush, which is a publication I've never read before, uh, <laughs> it is still Flavio Briatore who was involved somehow in the Aston Martin move, allegedly. Mm. Mm. Safety car. That, that yeah, could have been a VSC. Car. Yeah, uh, FIA. It could have been a yellow flag, to be fair. Well, yeah. It didn't need anything. It was off. It was, <laughs> was part behind the barrier. Yeah. There was no need for anything. Apparently, he was but losing anyway. power lap by lap. And that was an inevitable. Yeah. I know we heard the emergency message, but it was he felt like it was inevitable anyway. And to be fair, normally I'd be quite excited about safety cars spicing up the race, etc. But this one, it was just oh well, that's just let Max do what he wants. It took it took the interest away, didn't it? Yeah. Correct. Um, yeah, it kind of killed the race. Restart. Russell put a bit of pressure on Alonso to turn one, but he kind of made the move, and that's it. Uh, Verstappen gets past them both fairly easily. The one on. Overtake from Verstappen on Russell was ridiculous. Yeah, the DRS on the Red Bull is so powerful. I think he had about eighteen mil an hour advantage. Yeah, it seems like which, DRS is strong, but it's even stronger on the Red Bull, right? Yeah, which is it's making me wonder if they're doing something funny with it. Oh yeah, not saying they are, but you know, pushing the I'm limits. Not saying they're, they're cheating. I just mean I can't see how they're getting that much extra well drag reduction. Yes, yeah, I figured out something. The, Adrian Newey's had a, a, a stroke of genius somewhere mm-hmm. and uh, designed an amazing DRS. It's a DRS equivalent a of a double diffuser. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous, isn't it? But yeah, I just wish they didn't have that extra sp- speed out of nowhere because they don't need it. They've got enough already. Yeah, it's like an extra salt in the wound, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Salt bear going, oh, here's some extra straight line speed. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, maybe we should just disable DRS for the rest of the year. See what happens. Just because of the Red At Bull. least on the Red Bull. Yeah. yeah, if, yeah everyone it. else can use it, but they can't. <laughs> we need success ballast in F1. <laughs> yeah. It's too easy. Um, well, they're actually they're changing the DRS in some of the sprint races. They're going to enable mm-hmm. it after one lap yeah. instead of two, which will make it much worse. <laughs> There's three zones yeah. at this track as well, right? Or is it four? Uh, uh, I think it's three. Might be wrong. I've got a clicky mouse, so I'm trying not to look. But the key thing with this layout is there's a detection zone coming into the final corner, and Max was making use of that whole thing of backing off before the the corner. The detection zone is round the corner now. Oh, round the corner. last year. But still, he's still doing it. It's on the exit. Yeah. But he had several opportunities to overtake people into the last corner, but he didn't. There was one on an Alpine, or was it Leclerc? And Leclerc immediately pitted. You probably thought, oh, I could have yeah. done the overtake then. But. Yeah. So restart, not how much happens. The two Alpines have a little fight. Hamilton's on medium tyres, Ferrari's on hards, and he overtakes Sainz uh, going in, out of turn two towards turn three in a nice little cut back. Mm. Good little move. Alex Albon has brake issues and decides to keep driving without brakes for a couple of laps yeah. to yeah. try and fix it. Did not understand that. It obviously must have been looked like an electrical fault that they were trying to fix on the wheel rather than the brakes have gone. But it's strange to hear someone come over saying, my brakes have failed, and he goes around for another two laps. Yeah. So he had to retire. 
Uh, Logan Sargent was the star of the show for a little while because nothing else was happening. Mm-hmm. He was he got overtaken by Joe. Yeah, a nice move. But then he was pressurizing. I think it was Hulkenberg for a little while. Mm-hmm. Had a couple of nibbles, but couldn't make the move, and eventually ruined his tires, uh, which allowed Piastri to get past him in the final lap. Uh, has there ever been more coverage of effectively the fight for last? Uh, apart from Bottas, who was mysteriously 30 seconds behind everybody. Yeah. So, yeah. next to last. Because there was nothing else going on, so we're just watching the McLarens trying to get... Or make a hash of getting past Sargent for quite a while. Mm. Mm. Uh, they actually ordered Norris to let Piastri go. Mm. Well, which was the right call, because Piastri got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So zero points. Mm-hmm. Correct. Um, there was another team order, which was to George Russell to let Hamilton go when Hamilton was looking quite racy. Mm-hmm. Uh, they thought he might have got after Alonso. He came on the radio and said no, because Alonso's got a five-second penalty and we can fight. And then he was immediately told, he served it already. What are you on about? <laughs> yeah. Beep, beep, beep. But to be fair, exactly. To be fair to Russell, well, he didn't let Hamilton pass and then immediately pulled away from yeah. him. Yeah. Hamilton was quick so... on the mediums for a while and then just dropped away. I guess they reached yeah, the peak of those tyres and then it was... Yeah, it seemed to be. Yeah. There was a crossover point where the hard all of a sudden was level or if not quicker. Uh, both Red Bulls have issues running towards the end of the race. Max is hearing a high-frequency noise at high speed. It's called an engine, mate. drive shaft issue. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it makes funny noises. Uh, Perez then feels a long brake pedal, but both of them are fine. They just cut a couple of corners and... Uh, yeah. That's them towards the end of the race. <laughs> oh, is it? There's about a, a five-second sec, five gap for the rest of them. Or is it? Because we get this crazy message where, can you do a 32.6 plus four? Uh, yeah. That's like, what, well, why don't you, can't you say, can't you do a 133? Oh, I, the numbers might not be correct there. But, um, yeah, but it was something weird like that. Yeah. <laughs> and to which Perez is like, well, what's Max doing? Oh, you know, he's doing the 32.6s. He's like, well, I'm going to do that. I'm not going to do the, the slower one. Mm-hmm. And then Max gets fastest lap on the last lap, uh, mm-hmm. which he then just says, oh, it was only a tenth quicker than what we're doing, but I think it was 1.1 seconds quicker than what they were doing. It was a 31.9 or something, wasn't it? Yeah. I think. So doesn't that just show the pace they've got in reserve? Yes. It shows that and- they're manoeuvring the fastest lap right point around Max, but they're... They can turn it up by another second, maybe. Who knows? Yeah, Perez was cleared to go for the fastest lap as well, but he um, just wasn't quick enough, so he aborted. Ah, okay, right. On the last lap, which I didn't know at the time. I didn't know that either, because there's the, the slightly awkward exchanges. They're in the cool-down room. Mm. Yeah, I do find it a bit odd. We've had two races, and um, obviously Max has won one, and Perez has won one. And the media are now saying, is Perez in the title fight? Oh, of course they're saying this. They said this last year. (laughs) Yeah. It's absolutely not. (laughs) He doesn't lead the title, does he? Does he? I don't think so. No, he would have done if he'd kept the fastest lap. Yeah, it would have been the first Mexican since the 60s, I think. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't, so he's not. It was a brilliant drive, though, because he held Max off. Oh, yeah. Oh, it was about... Max couldn't Canero. When Max got to second, you think, oh, this is it. That's what mm-hmm. I said out loud. Yeah, but he didn't. It was five seconds, and it was between four and five, yeah. the full one, and it finished at 5.3. So it was... Uh, he, he held his own, well done, Perez. 
There was a the big lunge into turn one by Magnussen on Sonoda to take the last point mm-hmm. place, and uh, we got a typical Sonoda radio message of just. Which <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, it was a great move. Both cars were walking up trying to keep it mm. into turn one, and Magnussen managed to take the the position. So the final three were Perez, Verstappen, and Alonso. They all celebrating the podium, and then Alonso loses his podium. Because the rear jack man put the jack on the car mm. uh, during the five second window where he's serving his penalty, mm-hmm. which gave George Russell third. And then about three hours later, Fernando Alonso was third again because. Um, Nobody knows why. <laughs> Aston Martin appealed yep. to the FIA and says, hold on, everyone puts the jack on, essentially. Mm-hmm. And he got his third place back. So well, expect to rewrite another rule in the next week. Yeah, so the, yes, they will be. The 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 grey area is that it says you cannot work on the car, but technically it doesn't say <laughs> you cannot touch the car. And also, it's it was agreed that you can use the front jack. Yeah, but not the rear jack. Yes, but they wasn't specified. They said you can use the jack to help yeah. line the car up. Yeah, and then also uh, stopping the regulation. Uh, or the stewards agreed something, but didn't agree it mm-hmm. with the teams. Yeah, and Al- Aston Martin allegedly got footage of seven other instances where it happened, and there'd been no mm-hmm. penalty. But I don't know. In my opinion, Dip- uh, I, I maybe would have still given them the penalty. Well, here's the part I don't get: the argument afterwards that people were making, including journalists, never was saying, "Well, it didn't gain him any time. Why is that a penalty?" Yeah, but that's the rule. I mean, it could. Cool, it did give it, gain him time because the Jackman was in place to immediately jet the car up in five uh-huh. seconds. Yeah, true. If he's not in place in five seconds, it'll take him a half a second a second to get the jack underneath and the car up. Yeah. It clearly saves him time. So either you have a black and white rule where no one can touch the car uh-huh. or you put a line down saying you can do X, Y, and Z but you can't do yeah. A, B, and C. So I just think the there will be a clarification next week. Of course there will, but... I, Mm-hmm. I always understood it as you couldn't touch a car. Yeah, I think it's common sense. And I know that's not, but yeah, and I know that's not how the regulations written. But I thought I thought the interpretation was you weren't allowed to touch a car. Yeah. So it'll be rewritten, and uh, apparently the jacks are fine. <sighs> but to me, you should stand at the side of the car. But it kicked off a whole hang on Twitter with likes of Will Buxton and everyone saying the FIA should have timing systems and people standing in exclusion zones around the car and X, Y, and Z. Like, oh, no. It's been fine for years. It's just two teams have screwed it up in the past two weeks. Yeah. yeah. It's, been, it's been fine forever. And uh, it's just two people have made a mess of it in two weeks in a row. It's literally a man with a stopwatch saying go. Yeah, pretty much. And uh, they've done it before as well, haven't they, with other teams where they've said it's five seconds, but we've done it for six to be sure, to make sure we have no penalties. Mm. Yeah. Um, so, uh, it was a shame that the FIA played a role in the race again. Uh-huh. Just nonsense after the race about who gets the podium or not. Like, Russell was posting pictures with the, the trophy. Yeah. Did you see the picture Alonso posted the next day? <laughs> I didn't Brilliant. actually, no. Just it's like a yeah, you weird... can up his Twitter feed. Yeah, go on his Twitter if you can. It's like a weird shot, isn't it? It's like a selfie, but from like his forehead. Yeah, but he's just he's wanting his trophy back, so I'm sure he'll get it back at the next race. Yeah, I think like George's response was quite. He's gone. Oh, he's got a penalty. Yes, but oh, he deserved it. He said that, and it was reasonably humble. Mm. But then um, there seems to be people just editing the clip of him just going, "Yeah." And saying, oh, look how bad George is. 
unsporting George's. And I personally thought he was he could have been more like even more celebratory and still been fine. So that's kind of weird. He literally the first word he says was, "Oh, Alonso deserved it." It's a bit of a shame. But yeah, the the Alonso pitch is weird, weird as hell. I don't know, but <laughs> I think it's to do with the height difference between the two. Uh, okay, I mean, it gets two hundred sixty thousand likes for that, and it is it is hilarious. No, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't mind that. But yeah, so Alonso picks up his second podium of the season. He's hundred podium in F one, which uh, hell of an achievement. Well done. And Aston is, uh, I was going to say that Aston's the only challenge at Red Bull, but nobody's challenging no, no, Red no. Bull. No, Red Bull are so like driving eighty percent. I'm sure of it. Yeah, expect updates to start coming in Azerbaijan in two races time when we get mm-hmm. back to Europe, which uh, a lot of teams will start bringing there. But next up is Australia, Albert Park. We have of course the new layout that we saw last year, which I don't really like. Sorry. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot so, about yeah. that. I don't even remember You've... what it was like, to be honest. <laughs> well, they removed the chicane before the big long mm. fast left-hander, and they banked the two right-hand turns. Ah yes. Afterwards. That's so it. a few tweaks to increase the speed. Yeah, which increasing speed doesn't necessarily make it better for all the race. I mean, it probably in F one. You could never really break overtaking that skin, I don't think, really. But in the sport categories, you could. And now that's been removed. And after that really fast bit, the left-right is not an overtaking opportunity, really, I don't think. Because the, the run into it isn't straight. It's, like, curved. And you get dirty air and stuff. And I'm not sure. Yeah. And it also makes that area now, that flowing right-left, which is basically almost like a kink straight, look mm-hmm. almost identical to the, to the Corniche circuit, the Jeddah Corniche circuit in some ways. Mm. With the concrete walls and it's just high speed, slight left, slight right. Ah, yeah, yeah. So normally it's been um, good for racing in terms of some weirdness pops up, but I don't think it will this time. I'm going to keep that in mind the next time that we are racing on Albert Park and we're coming towards that fast left and right hander. And I remember you saying this is not an overtaking place. Ah! As you battle <laughs> up the inside and I end up on my roof. There needs to be a good Formula One game first for us, for that to happen again. That's true. Ooh, very, very Ooh. true. <laughs> F1 manager's on sale right now actually on PlayStation if you're yeah I saw that for it. and so is F1 22 and I thought mm, don't care yeah don't, don't buy pick that pick up F1 manager at a cheap price and play through one season you'll get your money worth from that and that's really good it yeah. falls down a bit if you want to get really in depth with the real like thing you'd expect from a football manager game in years 2 and 3 and you start to think oh well the car upgrades are actually a bit weak and there's sort of just too much. There's not enough depth. Mm. But for that one sort of 20-hour experience playing through a season, I thought it was really good fun. I think it's £18 I know. Yeah. yeah. It's worth a punt, I reckon. Mm. Bargain bins. <laughs> you don't get those anymore. I miss the bargain bins. I know, bins. it's because there's yeah. no physical... Well, fewer than ever physical games, right? And the pandemic accelerated that, I think. Yeah. So we're off to Albert Park next. Do you guys expect any difference? No, it will be interesting maybe to see because it's a, a third different type of track. You know, if there's any um, jumps up or down the grid from certain teams, but yeah, that's about just it. I hope think. there's enough drivers this time around to talk about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
no but it it was interesting at least that um aston martin kept their pace it wasn't track specific to bahrain they do have a quick car yeah and ferrari seemingly don't chew tires (laughs) too much yeah Mm. and alpine got it things switched on so there's that also did either of you see jos verstappen yes yes (laughs) that was hilarious it was just stood there, wasn't it, when Perez was celebrating, right? Mm-hmm. He's been slated for that, but to be fair, he has. Why should should he be happy? The Mexican media is popping off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it's it's not his son, so yeah. Why would you? I suppose no, exactly. a cursory handshake or something would have been. Yeah, kind of expected. I think. I did. Max looked really peed off then. I think so. I well. think they were expecting it to to win, right? Yeah, I yeah. think he's expecting just for Perez to park at Vaughan. I think so. I think that's what it is. I think it's to do with that. Like, But we're pure speculation there. But mm. There's so much hubris amongst the Verstappen family, and to a degree, rightly so, because he's, he's the world champion. He's the quickest driver on the grid. It's it's the full mm-hmm. package these days. But the team's mollycoddled him for too, for too long, potentially. And who knows if they were sort of saying, well, if I get to P2, Perez is going to pull over for me. But hmm. Perez ain't going to do that after Brazil last year, so it's your own fault. No. I hope Sergio wins a bunch of races between now and the middle of the season. Your dream. Where hopefully, everyone else has brought updates and I've at least closed the gap a little. But I've got our sneaking suspicion is going to be a one-horse race that for 80% of the could season. Could be Perez's yeah. final win of the year, that. Yeah, the last one he had last year was Monaco. Hmm. So, we'll live in hope. We'll live in hope. I'll enjoy Albert Park, even though it's not the greatest racetrack, but I do like it. Yeah. So, that'll be fun in two weeks' time. The second day of April is race day. It's 6am in the UK. It's a nice early start. 6am qualifying as well. Oof. 6am seems to be later (laughs) in the morning than I remember when I was growing up. I feel like it didn't be used to be 4 or 5am. It used to be like one or two o'clock in the morning, oh, but um, they changed it to be five o'clock over there, I believe. Ah, that's good though. To make it so yeah, it's, yeah. it was better. It's now like three. a twilight race, isn't it? Three o'clock this year. It's starting. Ah, still. Yeah, when it used to start at the traditional one o'clock, yeah. there it mm-hmm. was. <laughs> yeah, four in the morning. Qualifying's four o'clock over there. Oh right, okay. Is there a change of clocks that weekend? Oh, there might be. There must be a change of clocks that weekend Probably, because yeah. qualifying. Race is the same time here, but different time over there. So uh, that must be when we go to summertime. Wow. Also, I think that's interesting, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there are some excellent support categories, and so if you are a spectator in Australia, I think you've got it best best of the year in terms of support. You got. Uh, I don't think they have F two F three, right? Yes. Do they? F2, F3, uh, yep. Did they have that F2 last year? F3. I don't think so. It, generally, they don't normally have it in Australia. Yeah. But... Oh, and they've got your favourite series as well. Tom. Yeah, they do. Supercars. Supercars. And which is good, which is all new rules for this year. Token, uh, sorry, let me start again. Uh, entitled Gen 3. I'm not convinced mm. on that. It's kind of a bit weird. They're really, really different, but in some respects, uh, 
there's some Alan Gow to the rule set. There's more shared parts than ever, but each team still builds their own car. Yeah. And there's two cars, a Mustang and a Chevy Camaro. And Red, Red Bull look dominant. Maybe that's a different Red Bull team. So there's some parallels to Formula 1 there. But they're on the support <laughs> bill. So keep an eye out for that. And I believe Bottas is driving an old supercars during the weekend at some point. Ooh. How is he? I think so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was a historic 70th year celebration for the promoter. Right. So it might be something oh. like that. There's also a couple other promoter events as well. Yeah, to, to win the 2016 Bathurst 1000 winner at the Adelaide Mud Spot Festival later this mm. month. So it might not be actually doing the race weekend. Will we get an interview with Ricardo for the weekend? People won't be there. He doesn't love them. <laughs> That's true. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's a hell of a fight for him. He's got to he be probably there. will. You'd imagine that'll be the one. He's not been at the first two. You'd think he'd be there. As one. an ambassador, yeah. real. Was he at the first one? I think he was. Just they never showed him at all. Yeah. Is it that the team's set off for the season and then they've done, you, you know, Bahrain, Jeddah. I suppose Australia's not too far from there, right? Then they return back. Can, they've got some time off, haven't they? Then they can do upgrades and do Azerbaijan, so... Does it make sense if F2 and F3 are part of that troop that they would also be in Australia this time around? Yeah. Azerbaijan's not till the last weekend in April. Yeah. There's quite a gap, isn't it, between Australia and that? Yeah. Roughly when the touring car starts as well, isn't it? Is it the same weekend? Exactly. Yeah. So we will be doing our preview show for that very soon. Oh, looking forward to it. Just need some teams to sign up. Yes, just need to know if all the teams will be there and if there's still some more drivers to announce. I think we should pivot to a TCR UK podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I'm only being sarcastic. Yeah, I haven't followed followed that for a little while, but it used to be like, um, which of the six cars is going to win? Yeah, no, it's got a big grid now. Yes, I hear. It's the quality of the grid and the quality of the teams and the quality of the broadcast, which are... Not up to snuff, but people in mm-hmm. forums and Reddit have seemed to overlook that completely and go. <laughs> TCR UK is much better. It's not on ITV4 though. No. Well, is that T crack? So, twenty second and twenty third of April is Donington Park the first weekend. So it's the third week in April. The British Touring Car starts. Nice. Not too long uh, to go then. No. No. So. Any more from you guys on Saudi? Well, just a small point that Teo Porcher, who did well in Bahrain, made an idiot of himself in F2. Uh, that's not right. right. <laughs> well, I went for a dive, I thought, can't remember on who, and it seemed way overjudged and optimistic, like he was going to completely run off the circuit. But the other driver saw him into turn one, and he just made the corner and made the move. And the commentary was like, whoa, look at that. But I think it was an oversight. I think it was a mistake. Anyway, two laps later or whatever, he went for the same, completely went far too deep. But this time, there was a car in front of the car who was overtaken. He just wiped him out. <laughs> so he's got a five-place grid drop, I think, for the next one. But he could be one to watch if he gets that sorted out. Oh, yeah. I do quite rate Porsche. Yeah. Whether he's F1 material or not is another matter. But yeah. he's certainly one of the better F2 drivers. He's not as good as Magnuson at overtaking yet, so work to be done. <laughs> okay, that's us for this week. We'll be back in two weeks with the Australian Grand Prix, and after that, it'll be our BTCC preview show. The most popular episode of the year. <laughs>
every year yeah. for some reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. We're not just talking about five cars running around. Yeah, we'll feel good. Hopefully, Gordon Shedden will still be there. A little personal request. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll wait and see. We'll wait and see. But we'll be back in two weeks' time. Uh, thank you very much for downloading, and we'll see you then. See ya.